0: This podcast is sponsored by the Social Enterprise and Crowdfunding Conference. Learn more at secfc.co.
1: Welcome to Your Mark on the World, bringing you another changemaker with champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe.
0: Hello everyone, this is Devin Thorpe. I'm a Forbes contributor covering social entrepreneurship and impact investing. And we have a tremendous group today of social entrepreneurs with us to talk to us. We have Eric Haar, the CEO and co-founder of Make a Stand, Inc., along with his 10-year-old boss, Vivian Haar, who is the chairwoman, she helped me remember, of Make a Stand, Inc., and a remarkable woman we've met with before, and then we also have Olga Murray, who is the founder of the Nepal Youth Foundation. Olga, thank you for joining us. Vivian, Eric, thank you. Thank
2: you. Oh, it's an honor.
0: Now, Olga, before we get anyone too distracted with your reluctance to look at the camera, we should probably tell people that you had a little surgery yesterday and you're feeling a little self-conscious. Is that right? that's correct okay so we can hear you and we're grateful that you would take the time out of your busy schedule a day after surgery to come visit with us so thank you very much for doing that we we appreciate this now Vivian has been an advocate for ending child slavery for a long time out of her relatively young age so nearly 20 percent of her life has already been spent that's on fighting child slavery, that's um, almost as much as the proportion of your life that you spent, Olga, on the same thing. Yes,
3: we began our program to free little girls in Nepal from kitchen slavery in 2000. So I've been at it for 14 years.
0: Yeah. Uh, what uh, remarkable work. So, uh, Olga, continue your story. Tell us how you began your work to end child slavery in Nepal.
3: Well, actually, it was a, a, a newspaper article uh, that someone on our staff Panaru, saw, uh, saying that January was coming, and this particular festival called Magai Sakrante and the labor contractors were coming to West Nepal to uh, bring Taru girls uh, to Kathmandu and other cities to basically work as kitchen slaves. Their parents sold them for forty, fifty, sixty dollars a year, uh, and they went to the homes of strangers, some of them were only seven, eight, nine years old, and they basically spent their childhoods there. They didn't go to school, they were very frequently abused in every way, and we were so shocked, uh, we didn't know about this practice, and we determined to try to eradicate it. So with the local community, we came up with a solution which was the the families needed the money that they got for the girls' labor. That was pretty clear. And so uh, in talking to the women of the village, the women said, whatever you do, if we bring our girls home, do not give our husbands money because alcoholism was rife in the area. And so um, uh, they came up with a solution. Every family that would bring their girl home would get a baby piglet. And uh, they could raise a piglet, and at the end of the year, they could sell it for about as much as they got for their daughter's labor. And in the meantime, we put the girl in school, and um, we started this very, very dynamic and energetic uh, awareness campaign to turn the community against the practice. And the result has been we've brought home almost 13,000 girls. Mm-hmm. And and we have eradicated the practice. The community is now dead set against it. The government has passed laws, and it's
0: finished. It's amazing. That is amazing to think that that uh, you've had such an impact. Vivian, remind us of the story that got you so fired up about uh, ending child slavery. Can you can you remember how that happened? Yeah, quite clearly, actually.
2: Um, so. I was in a gallery in Sonoma. Well, not me. My parents were in a gallery in Sonoma, and they saw a photo of two people, well, two children in slavery, basically. And so they brought the book home to me, and I said, this is terribly wrong, and this can't happen. And so I decided to make a stand. And, yeah. That was my dog. I'm sorry.
0: So, what did you do?
2: Um, I set up, your lemonade. Set up my lemonade stand, and yeah, and I. Um, How
0: much money did you raise that first year you were working on this?
2: Oh boy. Well, well, with the first day I raised about eighty dollars. So yeah, that wasn't exactly successful. Well, I guess it was, but not as successful as I was hoping it would be, you know, because I'm a little busy.
0: By, by the end of the first year, how much money had you raised? Uh, I
2: don't know. He does, though. $101,000. $101,000. What did he
0: say? That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. And then hey. what's grown out of that, Eric, uh, tell us a little bit about Make a Stand, Inc.,
4: Yeah, so she uh, reached her goal in Times Square, actually. We were in uh, Times Square in the middle of winter, Devin, and it was freezing cold, and she was selling cold lemonade. And uh, under the invitation of Mayor Bloomberg, she reached her goal, and we said, you did it, you're done. And she said, is child slavery done? Probably has a very similar spirit to Olga, where uh, this problem is not over until it's over. And we said, it's not done. And she said, then I'm not done. So we decided to bottle her lemonade, and now it is sold across America, and these bottles of hope are moving across the country. We set up a social purpose company, a B Corporation, as you probably know, Devin. Um, you're such a great advocate for social impact brands. And so we decided to harness the engine of business to really start to chip away at this problem and give a percentage of gross revenues to really worthy organizations that do the most documented work in eradicating child slavery. And the Nepal Youth Foundation is at the very top of that list. Hi. They are unimpeachable in their record. You heard from Olga, 13,000 girls. and I, I was at her birthday party the other day, and she said, and there's 300 more, and we're going to find them, and I believe her. So companies like us want to give as much money and awareness to people like Olga and her great organization as we can. Yeah. Well,
0: it's really tremendous. Olga, how did you first connect with uh, Vivian?
3: Well, uh, they were um, uh, making a very nice movie. I think it was called Make a Stand About Vivian, And um, the uh, filmmakers had heard about us and called and said, would you like to meet Vivienne? We'd like to come and and film you together, an 89-year-old and a (laughs) 9-year-old. And uh, so they came to my house in Sausalito, and that was the first time we met.
0: Well, that's remarkable. Well, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, how you got the work done, Olga. You, you, you freed 13,000 slaves, you've essentially eradicated the practice of, the, of uh, this child slavery in Nepal. How did you do it?
3: Well, I have to give all the credit to our executive director in Nepal, Sompano, our president, and, and the staff there. They're resourceful, dedicated, passionate about this custom. What we did was we enlisted the returned girls themselves. That was our secret weapon. After they came back, we gave them uh, uh empowerment training. You have a right, you have a right not to be enslaved. You have a right to go to school. And we gave them all kinds of training, and they became so activists, they went on demonstrations and they forced the government. To, uh, to, erati- to pass laws to eradicate the custom. And uh, now uh, it's it's pretty much over. There were eighteen to 20,000 girls when we started, and we're down to 300. Um, and one of our efforts now is uh, some of these girls, when they came back, they spent their entire childhood in slavery. They were 15, 16, 17 years old, and they didn't want to go to school and start in they in first grade, and so we gave them literacy training, and then we're putting them into vocational training, and we st- uh, they have started, uh, we've helped them to start these cooperatives under which they, they lend money uh, to the different girls, and they start their small businesses, some of which have been extremely successful, and we're in the process of a campaign now to try to add to that fund because there are hundreds of girls waiting to start their own businesses. They support themselves in college through these businesses. They help their families, and it's been a tremendous, tremendous success.
0: Um, and so you're not just uh, eliminating slavery, but you're lifting people or helping people lift themselves out of a poverty situation.
3: Yes, that's how you have to do it. If we had brought these girls home, 13, 14, uh, the families would have married them off right away because they couldn't afford to support them. Uh, and so, our duty, our motto is, we finish what we start. And it wasn't just enough to bring these girls home and put them in school at our expense. At first, we paid the school expenses for thousands and thousands of girls. Uh, but we had to find a way for them to become economically independent once they once they finish school. Or if they didn't go to school, then they went to a literacy class. And then, we, and then uh, uh, they started their businesses. And we've had some tremendously successful businesses. So we train, we try to train for unconventional jobs, because they're the ones that are the most profitable. So we have trained the only woman motorcycle mechanic in Nepal, and she has two male employees. And uh, some, of the, some of the successes have been tremendous. That's so wonderful. It's
0: That's wonderful. not
3: just bringing them home, it's doing something to make a life for them after they've gotten home, so they're not a burden to their families. Sure.
0: Now, uh, Eric, as you look at what uh, Olga's been doing, uh, what do you see as the ability, is is there an ability to take the model she's created and apply it to other countries in the world that are experiencing
4: similar uh, tragedies in child slavery? I think Olga and her work at the Nepal Youth Foundation serve as a beacon that shines bright for the world to see. I really do, and it's why we we stand with her and the great work Robin Woodland does over there. We love you, Robin, Um, and the whole team, Sam. They are a beacon, and they have shown um, how to succeed and how to win. And I think the world needs to look at this organization and give them the resources they need. They need to give their money and their generosity and their time to the Nepal Youth Foundation. We are doing that. Um, because they represent a scalable model of success. If other groups and other countries were to look at the work and the blueprint for freedom that they have written in, in Nepal... Um, It's certainly something that can be repeated, and that's why we need to give the Nepal Youth Foundation everything they need to succeed and eradicate child slavery in Nepal, and then just move country to country. Right, Olga? Yeah. Yeah. Hooray. Good speech.
3: Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, This custom exists in Haiti, in India, in various countries in Africa, and this is a model. The context is different in every country, but I think people... In those countries, can use the same model to free their little little child slaves there as well.
0: Yeah, it's just it's tragic to think of little girls like Vivian being in slavery. Vivian, you really seem to empathize with the children in the world that are your age and that are in that situation. How do you how do you connect with them when they're in such a different position? What was it that allowed you to feel that compassion for them?
2: Well, I've always been really compassionate. Um, I think a lot of my friends know that. And sometimes they're like, um, they like it. But, yeah. So, anyways, I just think that it's so wrong. But, yeah, you know, most kids wouldn't like stand up for this but because they'd be not that they're bad or anything but I mean I don't know I just I have this passion and I don't know where it comes from
0: but well that's a good enough answer for me you certainly have a passion for this and we are thrilled that you do we're thrilled that you do and you really have become an inspiration to the world and Olga we're so grateful that you are engaged in this work uh, Eric, why don't you take a minute and tell us a little bit more about how people can find Make-a-Stand
4: lemonade in the grocery store? Yeah, if you go to makeastand.com, and, and
2: you a, can order our lemonade. <laughs> you can order our lemonade
4: online. Um, there's a store locator. If you go to makeastand.com and um, you can click on the store locator, and you can see if it's in your town. If it's not, you can ask for it. Um, and five percent of all of our gross revenues go to companies like the Nepal Youth Foundation. Um, and so it's uh, just a great thing. Thank you.
0: Yeah, the um, rather indecorous of me, but I just remembered that I have my my sample bottle of uh, Make a Stand lemonade right here. So wow! It's uh, we're we're thrilled to encourage people to to support you. And uh, uh, Olga has has Make a Stand been a good partner for you in this effort?
3: They are excellent partners. They. They are helping us to uh, raise a fund now for the co-ops, and they're very enthusiastic. And I just enjoy Vivian so much. Every contact I've had with her has left me feeling really and happy. And uh, they're they're they, we couldn't ask for a better partner.
0: That's great. Now, how much more money do you need for your fund, Olga? Uh,
3: we need. Uh, we're trying to raise forty thousand dollars. Uh, and the girls will match with their own savings, like $0.10 cents at a time, $0.15 cents a week. They'll match, uh, they'll match that with their own savings. Uh, and That's so we're trying, we're trying to raise $40,000 to match
0: their 40000 Okay. And h- how long have you been working at the $40,000 goal? Um, about just a, a couple of weeks. Okay. And uh, how's it going so far?
3: It's it's going pretty well, I think. I think it's going pretty well. I I hope we reach that goal. We're about halfway. We're about halfway. Wow,
0: that's great. Wow. That's tremendous. Hi. Well, I hope that there are some listeners here today that will participate. Now, Eric, I think you've uh, been working on... Uh, a new app that would help people make donations to this cause. Uh, Can you tell me a little bit about that?
2: I can tell you about it, too.
0: Oh, please do, Vivian.
2: So, um, it's a new mobile technology that lets anyone, anywhere, make a stand for whatever they want. And so basically how it works is you, well, you pick your cause. Yeah, you pick your cause, you take a photo, and you... Raise your goal. You you raise the money and um and you it, it's just really I really like it. I really love the idea of it, and I um, hope people will too.
4: It's mobile crowdfunding, Devin. It's mobile right in funding. Your, yeah, Yay! It, it's right in your world. We decided to take crowdfunding and make it mobile, so that anyone can launch a crowdfunding yes. campaign from their mobile device in thirty seconds. And we're, we're our first campaign is for this co-op for the Nepal Youth Foundation. If you go to makeastandapp.com. Uh, the mobile app's not ready, but the web app is, and you can donate to the campaign there. Uh, the Make a Stand Foundation is matching everything that people give at Make a Stand app. If you click the photo of the girl, the Kamlari girl, it's the first campaign you see. You can give right there, and uh, it's it's crowdfunding, so it's your it's right in your wheelhouse, Devin.
0: That's fantastic. Well, I I really thank you all for the time that you've spent uh, with us today. I'm I'm reminded uh, uh, by uh, Eric your comment that uh, this is right in my wheelhouse that our first association began when I wrote the book uh, crowdfunding for social good and uh, Vivian is featured in that book and and uh, like to think that we became friends at that point, but uh, Vivian has continued to be an inspiration to me and to others Olga It's great to make uh, your acquaintance Uh, You too are an inspiration and no less than Vivian You're a wonderful woman, and we're grateful for all the good work. You're doing
3: Uh, By the way, freedomloanfund.org is the website where people can give.
0: I was just going to ask you about that. So freedomloanfund.org is where people can go to make a donation to this loan fund for the co-ops in Nepal, right? Yes, that's correct. Okay. And uh, Eric, again, what's the URL for the uh, the new app that you're developing? Make a stand. Make a stand app. Makeastandapp.com.
4: That's right, Dan. All
0: righty, and, and the store locator is at Makeastand.com, right? Thanks, Devin. Yeah. All righty. Well, thank you all for being here with me today. It's great thank to connect again, and I appreciate the good work you're all doing. We
2: love thank you. So we love you. Thank
4: you.
0: Thank Cheers. you. Let's do some good.
1: Thank you for listening.
0: The one-of-a-kind social enterprise and crowdfunding conference on September 26, 2014 at the spectacular Snowbird Resort near Salt Lake City will bring together leaders from across the country in social entrepreneurship, impact investing, and crowdfunding. Register before August 31 for just $60 at secfc.co. The roster of speakers will include Rodney Sampson, author of Kingonomics, Francis Batista, the leading animal rights advocate, and other luminaries. See the full list of speakers at secfc.co. Social entrepreneurs attending the conference will have the opportunity to pitch real investors at the conference. Nonprofit leaders will also be given an opportunity to make a pitch for microgrants and to conduct a one day crowdfunding campaign during the event. Learn more at secfc.co